Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Rise and shine. You're on with the due time with Pastor Steph. How are you this morning? That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So. Where were you yesterday? Ah, uh, yesterday was Wow Wednesday. And we had our girlfriend Vivian start us off with her socially conscious segment. And we talked about the New York City school bus driver strike that will possibly take place starting next week. Well, the union says that the drivers need higher pay, a new contract, and the strike could possibly mean that 150,000 students are affected. Now, we're trying to figure out how in the world do you wait until it's just about the time for school to start before you start negotiating, I mean truly negotiating, this uh, school bus issue. As, I don't know what it is that's going on with the school bus, but as you know, if you've been listening to a due time or if you've been listening to the news, the bus drivers have been going buck while either they've been quitting or they just haven't been doing their job. Now we are hearing of a possible strike. What? Where's the concern for our children? That, that's what I'm asking. That, that's just my question. Because y'all can't be too concerned about the kids when this is going on right during the time when they really, really need you. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're talking about, well, MCA will step up their game. Accepting um, will step up their game, and that's really not an alternative. You know, I'm really not an alternative. Well, Vivian also talked about the migrants that are, are celebrating their work ability. Yes, they have started to give the migrants work papers. Yeah, and. Um, 
they're going to be making one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars a day. However, they're going to have to work twelve-hour shifts. Now, let's be honest: how many of us really want to work for twelve-hour shifts? And that's not an average day's work here. So. You know, we're going to have to check our barometer as to find out if this is really fair. I'd really like to know what the 12 hours would entail. What jobs are they getting or is it, you know, is he getting? Is he going to be a doctor, a nurse, or somebody in a hospital or, you know, what, what's going on? Because there are not that many jobs that work a 12-hour shift that a migrant can really take. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. But the wow story of the morning was the third grade teacher who was arrested for being drunk on the first day of school. You know, you really got to figure out what's going on with our teachers that it is so bad that not only did she drink on the first day of school, but she had a blue cup uh, that she claimed was juice, but they said it smelled more like alcohol. And, you know, on her way out, she did ask the magic question, do I still have a magic cup? She did discuss that, actually. You know, are we going to fire her or are we going to get her some type of treatment? Give her an opportunity to go into treatment? You know, what is her work history? She's a 53-year-old teacher, 53 years old. So she didn't just start teaching yesterday. So what, what really, what really do we need to do with her? You know, so let's keep her lifted in prayer. Yes. I'm saying that because guess what? We also have an issue with the teachers. There's a teacher shortage. So if this teacher is ultimately a good teacher, but is maybe going through some stressful periods in her life, we even may want to get her to rehab and get her back on the job because if you just jump into the fire and, you know, grab up some new teachers, you just might get a little more than them showing up drunk on the job. Yeah. Well, that took us right into our main topic of the morning. All the detours of life. You know, we talked about the detours, you know, coming on suddenly without warning. Well, look at this. You know, I I can't say that she's been drinking on the job, but, you know, I can't say she hasn't because if she's been working summer school, chances are she's been drinking on the job. So this is a huge detour of her life because she probably doesn't have a job right now because we don't know if they're negotiating whether she goes into treatment or not. So this definitely came without one. And now, should she have expected to get fired? Absolutely. That's not what I'm talking about. But what I'm talking about is it is a detour of life. And it did come suddenly. It did come without warning. 
for some reason she thought she could go into the job, drink, get drunk, and she would still have a job. So this is definitely suddenly, at least for her. Well, we also talked about the length of the detour. We don't know how long these, this detour is going to last. You know, how long will it take before she gets her job back? If she should get her job back, will she get her job back? You know, will she have to go through rehab? Will she have to go through some probationary period? We don't know. We don't know. And, and you know, we talked about the fact that some detours are self-inflicted and some detours kind of smack you in the face and you have no idea that it's coming down the pipeline. Listen, however, it's a detour regardless. All right? So, you know, we, we talked about those couple of items. Maybe we'll finish up today. We'll see, you know, what the conversation brings because we got some stuff to talk about today. You know how we get on Therapeutic Thursday. Yes, today is Therapeutic Thursday. You like how I say that in like Yes, this is the day we talk about our health, whether it's our physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, financial, whatever it is. We're talking about our health today. And you know how we do it over here on the G-Time. You don't know how we're going to talk about our health today. What we're going to be bringing up today, well, those details of life, man, if that's not a health adjustment, nothing is. So we just might get back to that today, but we shall see. And uh, I'm going to give you that time to go get that healthy breakfast. I'm going to give you a chance to go tell somebody that it's the time with Pastor Seth is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere, because we will be right back. Five tips for protecting your child's eyes. Spend time outdoors. Regular outdoor activity can reduce the chance a child will become short-sighted. Studies suggest around two hours of outdoor time each day is ideal to help protect your child's vision. Put screens away at bedtime. Using mobile phones or tablet devices directly before bed can interfere with sleep. It is a good idea to switch off devices an hour before turning in for the night. Protect eyes from the sun. Good quality sunglasses help to protect a child's eyes by blocking out harmful UV rays. Eat a healthy diet. Eating five portions of fruit and vegetables each day helps keep eyes healthy. Vitamins found in oily fish and green leafy vegetables are particularly beneficial for your eyes. Book a sight test. Children under the age of 16 are eligible for an NHS-funded sight test and financial help towards the cost of glasses or contact lenses. Children should be seen by an optometrist around the age of 3. After this, it is a good idea to take them for a sight test every two years or as often as is recommended by the optometrist.
Good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's The Time with Pastor Steph. And it is Therapeutic Thursday. Yes, today we talk about our health, whether it's mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, financial, whatever it is, we get to talking about it on Thursdays, and today is a special Thursday of the year. Yes, our children here in New York City go back to school today, so welcome back to school. We pray that our children have a wonderful first day of school. We know that they have been met with many challenges, those who have already started We're keeping them lifted in prayer. And, you know, they've already had some stuff going on. And this is not good. This is not good. You know, listen, they know school is going to start August and September every year. So we got to keep our kids lifted in prayer because clearly the powers that be, they're not giving our children the attention, attention that they need to give them so let's hope that New York City is dealing with only the potential that the bus drivers will not return on Monday because I gotta tell you you know we don't know what is gonna happen so even if they don't strike are we going to be on the good side of the bus drivers? Are they going to have an attitude? It's a lot to, you know, talk about. You know, I got to tell you this story real quick. Got to tell you this story real quick. Yesterday, now we just got finished talking about the children who may have to rely on the MTA's accessorized um, uh, drivers, and we talked their driving skills. We talked about the fact that there's going to be a lot of traffic. We, I don't know if we really touched on this, but there is a serious language barrier between those of us who ride and those of us who drive. And I cannot for the life of me, somebody help me understand how you hire drivers who don't speak English. When I tell you don't speak English, I'm telling you don't speak English. I mean, they can't do nothing but wave. We got a driver yesterday. He had the wrong address. I didn't realize that they had the wrong address. Somehow or another, the MTA's website, they mix up the numbers at times, and I just didn't think to check it. And he thought he was in front of my house, and he wasn't. And I didn't realize he had the wrong address. But he could not 
communicate with me to tell me where he was. Oh, my goodness, this was so long. And just so he must, I thought he had another passenger in the car. He had to stop somebody who was walking. And I, had, I was asking him to honk his horn because he was telling me he was in front of my house. He couldn't English at all, at all. He was trying to explain to me that he was in the next block when he got here, and I knew that. So, you know, I just nodded my head, said thank you. He was really nice. And then there was a big challenge. He really couldn't drive on the highway. And I was like, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> oh, Lord, help. Oh, and he tried. And I told Shanti, I said, bless his little heart. He's really try- He was really trying, y'all. You know, we're talking about these migrants that are coming over here. And I said yesterday, I said, Vivian said that there are 450,000 jobs. No, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. There's not 450,000 jobs. How many of those jobs are they eligible to fill? Let's be honest. This is what we're up against now. I am an American-born person, and I can get something that I need. Having transportation is essential for me. I cannot get around like that. And yesterday we need to we needed to be transported. And he, when I tell you no English, and he wasn't Venezuelan, no, like the one we talked about yesterday, no, he was of another um, uh, race. And like I said, he was, it seemed to be a very nice individual. And I wasn't angry with him. I just kept saying, shot oh, my God, poor thing. He was, really, he was really trying. He didn't try to speed. He tried to go to speed limit. But he couldn't drive on a highway. Latelle is very nervous. And we just prayed all the way there. We got to the Queens Midtown Tunnel. If I could tell you, that was one of the most stressful periods in my 56 years of living. <laughs> oh, my God, y'all. I just had to tell y'all that, that experience because we just got finished talking yesterday about our children being in the hands of these drivers. And they're not going to be left alone. But what will school be like for them when they get there? If this is what I just got finished telling you that for the past, I think it's for the past month, for some reason, their new website keeps inverting my numbers. I have repetitive numbers in my address, and they keep it keeps switching the numbers around. And I don't know how I didn't think to check it when I booked it, but because, well, it's because the address that has been inverting with another address, I wasn't going to that address. So it didn't even occur to me to check. But to think that they don't know it's the wrong address, and if you don't think to check, you don't know. Can you imagine them going to the wrong address in the morning for these kids and the parents who have to go to work? Oh, my God. This is good. Bus drivers, for the sake of our children, if you just 
if you if you know a bus driver, just plead with them. Y'all gonna have to do something for our kids because, and I and I know you trying to figure out what you're gonna do for you, and it's it's about me first. But you know we've been talking about love your neighbor as yourself lately, and you know this this is a big this is a big thing here. It's a big thing to do the good Samaritan thing. I gotta tell you, but I'm just letting you know. If you know a bus driver, you let them know what our children will potentially be up against because this is serious. This is serious. Please, please, please. So thank you for letting me share that with you. Get those pens and pencils out because I got some information for you. I can't pronounce the word really, but we're going to work this out together. So I'm going to spell it for you. I think I got the pronunciation. But get those pens out so we can work this out together like the bus drivers and the, and the, and the school need to do. E-O-S-I-N-O-P-H-I-L-I-C. Again, E-O-S-I-N-O-P-H-I-L-I-C. We're talking about... Eosinophilic, I had it last night, I had it last night, eosinophilic, y'all work that out, esophagitis. Now, let me help you understand what this is. It's a chronic inflammatory condition, they say, that can make it harder to swallow and easier for food to get stuck in your esophagus. Now, one of the reasons why, despite the fact that I cannot pronounce this, I decided to talk about it when I saw it last night was because I have a friend. I believe this is, and I'm going to check it out. I believe this is what he just got finished having a procedure yeah, it's something he ate, and he has a hard time. It has a hard time passing down his his throat, and it happened once, and then it happened not too long after the first time. So I think it's more of a recent thing that he's experiencing, but. We're talking about some of the foods that you need to avoid when you have this condition. Now, here's the funny part. When I look at the the triggers, he actually, I believe it was last year or maybe the year before, because it wasn't 20, but he had a he had to be rushed to the hospital. Because he had something, again, that happened with his throat. But he ended up being suddenly allergic to tree nuts. And sure enough, when I looked at this list, that's on this list. They say that some of the most common food triggers for this particular condition are milk, milk products, eggs. Wheat, soy, peanuts, 
tree nut and seafood. Again, we have milk, milk product, eggs, wheat, soy, peanut, tree nut, and seafood. Okay? And they call it for short, because I'm sure this is a difficult thing for many people to pronounce, E-O-E, that's capital E, lowercase O, uppercase E, capital E. Okay? So, they're saying these six types of food tend to trigger an allergic reaction that worsens EOE. So we're going to get a little more detailed. Dairy products, okay? They say this can include not just cow's milk, but also foods like butter, cheese, cream, half and half, and yogurt. They say you should avoid anything with milk ingredients. Now, I thought my egg allergy was bad because I tell you, baby, eggs are popping up in everything. But when you talk about this list here, this milk list, oh, this is cruel. Oh, this is definitely cruel. Yeah, this has got to be something that's real difficult. All right? So, again, I'm going to say it again, dairy products, not just cow's milk, but foods like butter, cheese, cream, half and half, and yogurt. And they say you should avoid anything with milk ingredients. How much can you eat that doesn't include milk ingredients? Oh, my gosh. Okay, second Food type. Eggs. There we go. Boom. Ooh, they say make sure to stay away from anything made with eggs like mayo. Yes, mayonnaise. Oh, there goes your good sandwich. Meringue. That's lemon meringue pie. Yes, that's what they're talking about. They say be especially aware of any baked goods or puddings. Since it's most likely eggs, yeah, trust me, I have to stay away from most baked goods. I I had to look on the pudding that Vivian brought uh, to the table, and uh, thank God there was no eggs in the puddings. But yes, certain puddings do have eggs in it. They say check out everything. Ooh, here's a very common, oh, my gosh. I'm glad I looked at this list. Lecithin. Now, this shows up. Can I tell you something? Lecithin, L-E-C-I-T-H-I-N. It is on almost every ingredient that you eat, especially bread. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Woo, I'm so sorry for people who have this, who have this E-O-E because I'm just, Suffering here with the one, with the one type. Yeah, wheat. Another food type on this list. They said avoid anything made with wheat, like bread, crackers, pasta, and pizza. 
Wow. You can likely eat gluten-free foods made from potatoes, rice, or tapioca. But they say be very careful of wheat-containing ingredients. Oh, my gosh. Soy, another big food allergen. Yes. Listen, when you have one allergy, you constantly see the same <laughs> the same things because you're always checking the ingredients. And soy is a big allergen. Foods to avoid include soy sauce and tofu. They say be cautious about eating plant-based meat replacements like veggie burgers and products that include textured vegetable protein. Wow. Next food group, peanuts and tree nuts. All nuts may be off limits, but seeds are generally safe to eat. If you have intestinal issues, be careful of those seeds, though. Anything that contains nut milk, nut extracts, nut meal, or peanut oil should also be avoided. Oh, my gosh. This is tricky. You should be as thin as a rail. You can't eat anything. And fish, including shellfish. Ooh, avoid kind of fish. Shellfish, they say, are part of this too, which includes shrimp, crayfish, crab, lobster, scallops, oysters, mussels, and others. All right. They say the six-food elimination diet. So they say many people with EOE try this elimination diet in which you remove all of these foods from your diet for six to eight weeks and then slowly reintroduce one item at a time. Your doctor will create a plan for this process, so please do not try this at home alone, people. They say a few weeks after adding an item, Back into your diet, your doctor will perform an endoscopy to examine your esophagus and determine if inflammation has improved. So as you can see, all right, you need to stay on the side of visiting your doctor on a regular basis. They're also saying that the list of foods that are typically fine for all of you who have EOE, is extensive. Wow. <laughs> no, it ain't. And includes meat like chicken, turkey, and beef. That's chicken, turkey, and beef. White, brown, and wild rice. White and sweet potatoes. Quinoa. Buckwheat. And millet. Now, those ain't on my list. I don't know nothing about that buckwheat and millet. Fruits and vegetables, olive, sunflower, and canola oil. Again, the foods that you can eat, meats like chicken, turkey, and beef, white, brown, and wild rice, 
white and sweet potatoes, quinoa, fruits and vegetables, olive oil, sunflower oil, and canola oil. And sweet potatoes are definitely on our list in this house. But guess what we eat it with? Butter and a little bit, or at least I do, a little bit of brown sugar. And uh, remember, butter is on your can't list. So, boy, life is challenging, isn't it? Boy, well, what are we talking about today? Well, here's a big one that was all over the news. I'm sure if you listen to the news, you heard parents, parents, aunties, you know, I heard Tamika say something the other day, and I had, I've never heard of this. She said she's a helicopter parent. So I guess that's a parent who's kind of all over the place, a non-parent. And, you know, thank God for the helicopter parents. At least that's what I thought she meant. Oh, aunties, uncles, grandmas, grandpas, moms, dads, any and everybody, there is a one challenge and one of our children out in Worcester that's out in uh, Massachusetts uh, took a part of this one chip challenge 14 year old Harris took this challenge and it had very devastating effect they are warning us to stay away from the spicy tortilla chips. He ate this hours before he died. Now, here's the thing. This challenge is actually put out there by the maker of the chip. So this is not even like there's a... Um, a cha- uh, some food out there and the, the challenge has been put out there by the public. It is actually sold like this. It's called the One Chip Challenge and it's P-H-T-U-I and it's called you know this One Chip Challenge because you're supposed to be able or, or they want to see if you can eat this spicy Carolina Reba Naga Viper Pepper chip and not drink anything behind it. Yeah. And he did. Some child, another child actually offered it to him one I read a couple of articles and they're saying that he ate the challenge it contains capsaicin and I've seen this before that's C-A-P-S-A-I-C-I-N and they say this consumption typically causes mouth and throat pain 
but can also result in more serious health problems, including heart attack and guess what? Esophageal damage. And I didn't see this until after I saw the article, and now I'm realizing that's probably why they sparked the article. Well, here's what happened. He put the chip in his mouth. He ate it, held his breath, kind of like. Like, he didn't swallow afterwards. He didn't drink any water afterwards. And he passed out. Family picked him up, and later on he passed out and was never revived to life again. And he didn't come back on his own either. And, you know, they're trying to ban this thing now. And and here's why I said moms, dads, whoever. And I had to tell my granddaughter last night, I said, don't take nothing from nobody. If your mother doesn't send it um, with you to school, I don't care what they're offering. Do not take it. Here's, here's the biggest thing here and why I'm bringing this up. And I said, you got to talk to your kids because they stay on the label. They say on the back of the package, there's a warning label. Keep out of reach of children, amongst some other things. And they say, here's the problem. You say keep out of the reach of children, but they're sold near schools. Now, this is a tricky one. This is a tricky one um, because it's a chip. You know what I'm saying? Now, it's, it's, it's dangerous. And the reason why I say it's a tricky one is because, you know, people are buying it, but they're not reading labels. You know, again, unless you have allergies or things like that, you ain't reading no label. You looking at it as a chip. Kids are not going to think about it like that. But yet again, I anticipate there's going to be some lawsuits coming down the pipeline. Yeah. And I'm not saying they should or they shouldn't be. I'm just saying that I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all. You know, do you, do you blame the merchant? who's selling it, who may have sold it to a child, are they responsible for reading the labels? Are they responsible for knowing that it says keep out of the reach of children? You know, it's not like they're selling an edible. It's not like they're selling, you know, weed or cigarettes or alcohol, which they, you know, have to card people. But I don't know. I don't know who you blame at this point. I don't know who you blame if you want to use that word, but I will say we're going to have to make sure that we, we, we school our children in a whole lot of ways. We really will. We really will have to school our children because this is everybody's job at this point. This stuff is toxic. And unfortunately, uh, a 14-year-old lost uh, his life. All right, what else are we talking about today? 
Wow. <laughs> oh, there's this Las Vegas area prison kitchen worker accused of having sex with this convicted murderer inside, smuggling foes and drugs to his people. And this Tamika Shelton was a kitchen worker at the prison, and she somehow or another developed a relationship with a convicted murderer inside. Now, my question is, how did we get here? <laughs> kitchen worker in me. How we get here? Whether he was in there for a, being a pedophile, a murderer, a thief, it doesn't matter. How do you as a kitchen worker get access or they get access to you? I, I, I was trying to figure this thing out, you know, as I'm reading the article. She was quite involved. She had been meeting one of his people, the 36-year-old inmate, and somehow or another, he got to, you know, her, she got to him, and she was smuggling in um, drugs and phones, and I'm still trying to figure out how they caught them because they said that somehow they found, they heard some of their conversation. They say in this call, the offender made statements, statements which included that he was thinking about the time when the two of them were together and he was sucking on and she was sucking on his tongue and he made a statement about him kissing her luscious lips and all the little freaky things that they do. <laughs> now again how we get here they say that he asked her to buy his daughter a phone. And they later found out that he didn't have no children. But again, how we get to have this conversation? How do they get together? How does this happen? I, I you know what, I'm gonna be honest. I've been looking for some some uh some different people to get on this show. Because the articles we're reading, you know what, I'm really puzzled as to how some of this stuff is going on. I need to get us an ex-inmate or a a correction officer. I need to get me somebody on here because I can't get the person who who is actually smuggling the drugs because they ain't going to be telling on themselves unless they did the time already. But this, I got to get some answers. So they say that she admitted to purchasing between five and ten cell phones. She she secretly got them to not only him, but other inmates. She admitted that she furnished 
pre-wrapped burrito-shaped packages that she received from this particular guy's relative. So they say that they're thinking that those burrito wraps contain either weed or methamphetamine. They say that she admitted to have, or he admitted to having sex with her while working in the kitchen. They say that they later found out that there were 300 messages between the two of them on her phone, and they were clearly having a romantic relationship. They say in addition to the phone-related charge that they have this long list of offenses of unauthorized communication with a prison, I don't know, I think they worded this wrong, inhumanity to prisoners and sexual abuse of a prisoner. Now, he is, how old did I tell you he was? He's 36. And I think she's younger than him for some reason. I don't know why. I think it was one of the articles that I read. I don't know if she's his age. But they got her for this charge. They don't have him for the sexual abuse of a prisoner because she ain't the prisoner. They got her for furnishing a controlled substance to a prisoner. Oh, she going down big town, big time, big time, big time, and big time. But check this out. The judge first set her bail at $1,000, and then he later released her on her own recognizance. Well, I listen, if they could release the migrant who was doing all of this stuff over and over and over again. Didn't they talk about this other day? Pastor KL said it wouldn't be him who they released over and over and over again. Yeah, well, baby, 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 baby. He released her on her own recognizance, and she's got to go back and forth to court. But she going down. She got They got her with smuggling drugs, smuggling phones, having sex with the inmate, she going down. She might as well go ahead and enjoy her freedom right now because they are not letting her go when they sentence her. Nope, that ain't happening. There's one other um, story I want to talk about because I really want to make this our primary conversation today other than the detours of life that we could finish, but I want to talk to my D-Time crew. Let's say good morning to our girl, Tamika. Good morning, Tamika. Good morning. Happy Thursday. I am back to me. How are you doing today? (laughs) Go ahead, girl. Thank God that you're back to you. We're happy that you're feeling better, better, and better. Speaking of the devil, Pastor KL just ended up joining us. Oh, thank you so much for pressing your way and joining us today, our girl Tamika. Well, 
we got this one chip challenge issue that for once it's not the public and the consumer who's you know making this challenge it's the actual manufacturer so you know there's this chip and it's labeled the one chip challenge it's also labeled Carolina Reaper Mega Viper Pepper and they are saying that hey you know don't you know keep this out of the reach of children but it was a child who consumed it from another child who are we blaming here Wow, that's a really hard one um, to even stand for, you know. But um, as a manufacturer, you should know that, you know, everyone is exposed to your item. You know, of course my heart goes out to the family with the loss of the child. Um, And, you know, I I look at just what's advertised and what's out there and I'll, I'll give you, for instance, these, are, it's not the same chip, but the Takis, I don't know if you're familiar with them. They're yes, a yes, spicy yes. chip. Those purple, when, purple, hot Takis, yes. Absolutely. And these children are consuming them like they're peppermint. And I'm looking at them going, yep. what in the world is your body, is, is, is that doing yep. to your body at that age? Yep. Now, yep. I'm, I'm going to be honest, I love spicy. I love spicy food, you know, but I'm not doing that on a regular to my body. Once in a while, you'll see me eat, you know, and, and, and even when I eat them, I don't eat a whole bag. I may have a few. These children are consuming bags of it. So I'm, under, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm wondering what that's doing to your health in the long run. Yeah. And now you're talking yep. about a chip with the name pretty much death. When you when you think of reap, you only think of two things: either I'm getting something, or I'm dying. <laughs> one of the one of the other. Yep. You know? And yep. so that kind of thing, you know, it's horrible. And and we understand that children, you know, oh well, try this, you know, and and it's fun to them. They don't realize the repercussions that when when somebody consumes this, you could die. You know. So do we do we fault the manufacturers? Uh, because a child got access to it, or do we? How did the How did the first child, the child that offered it, how did that child get access to it? What parent, or did you say, okay, here, here's some money, you go get some chips, and not even thinking about the fact that the child would purchase that one thing? You know, it's very difficult. Do we Do we Do we pursue the person who was at the store that sold the item in the store? It's really difficult to to figure out who to really point the finger at. You know, it's funny you brought up the Takis because my granddaughter likes the Takis, but Shantisa and I won't buy it for her because we, too, have said, you eating this thing here, it got to be ripping up your little intestine. It has mm-hmm. to be. It has to be. There's no way in the world something as spicy as that. And if, can I tell you something, Tamika? I've never put one Taki in my mouth for just the smell of it. I've never eaten it, but just the smell of it. When I popped open the bag, I was like, oh, no, we're not doing this. So Shantice and I will not give it to her 
because, like you said, it's definitely doing some damage. And we're trying to figure out why is adults, our bodies are messed up. Well, here we go. Well, I have I have my feeling on who should be responsible. So I'll see what, you know, you all say. But, um, you know, this is, this, this is a big thing. This is a big thing, you know. The, you know, Tamika, you, you hit the nail on the head. On the package, there's a skeleton, like the Grim Reaper. Mm-hmm. You know, so even the packaging is, is like, toxic. So I'll see what your other dude Thomas say, and I'll see who I, uh, you know, I've already made up my mind. Maybe y'all can give me a change my mind, but I've already made up my mind, and I'll give my reasons why. But, yeah, this this here, this is a bad one. This is a bad one here. All right. You know what? Let's go around. Let's go around. Let's see. Let's go around. Let's go around. Let's let's see. Uh, I can't pull in Pastor K.L. yet because I don't know if he knows everything, but I will pull in Shanti so he can get the you know, the, the, you know, pretty much what's going on. Good morning, Shanti. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you, ladies? Good. Well, thank you. Well, well thank wow. you. All right. So we've got this one chip challenge. The packaging says it all. It says one chip challenge. <laughs> Carolina Reaper, uh, Spice. Says on the back, keep out of reach of children. I don't know how big the wording is. It doesn't show um, us the packaging. Um, but this young child died from the consumption and taken the challenge. So he didn't make it. How many others have not made it either? What do you think? Mm-hmm. Who's to blame here? I'll blame the manufacturer. I want to know who was the winner that sat at the conference round table and said, we can put something as appealing as a potato chip out and expect a child not to eat it. These chips are not sold with your bottle of Hennessy in the liquor store. I, I haven't heard that. So that means that these chips are probably around other chips, other brands of chips. You don't need a, uh, an ID to purchase these chips. And when you were first talking about it, Pastor Seth, I know you may not be too familiar with it because you didn't drink, but Coco Loso came to mind. Coco Loso was like a beer type of alcoholic beverage years ago. I think like around maybe... 2011, 2010, 2011, that they had to take off the market because it was <laughs> it was like drinking death. It was, and I was not, I wasn't a beer drinker, but I tried it, and it was like what it, it tastes like a mix of gasoline and and alcohol and rubber alcohol. I don't know what the thing was made of, but it was so bad for the adults. Now, this was supposed to be only for adults, and they had to ban it and pull it off the market because it was it was just, you can't even describe it. And I'm really trying to understand 
that if these chips are being sold around other chips, how you don't expect somehow for these chips to get. And not only that, if this if this had an effect on a child, it wouldn't be that far off but to have a really bad effect on an adult. So we may be hearing about a child passing away, but how do we know that it would not either tear up the stomach or possibly have a fatal situation with an adult? Well, I, I would I would blame the manufacturer. I agree with you, Pastor Steph, because I'm big on also, you know, telling Mariah and other children, don't accept things from other kids because other parents may allow their children to eat things that your parents don't allow you to eat. And it doesn't even have to be something as hazardous, you know, as this because of spice or anything. It's just for whatever reason, your parents would say no. Um, and don't even get in the habit of just accepting. And it's sad because, you know, you hear a lot of times, and Mariah has told us about times when they would go, you know, it's snack time and it may be a child who doesn't have a snack or you may have been running late to school so your parents forgot to get your snack and another child would share. And it's nice, but unfortunately, because of situations like this, you really have to be on guard. I, I, would, I would blame the, the manufacturer. I don't. I don't see how you thought this was not going to get in the hands of children. All right. All right. Thank you. Well, listen, you know how to get to us. You know how to get to us. Let us know what you think. Who's to blame? Because I'm telling you, mama get ready to sue somebody. She ain't talking about it now because she's crying. But I, I let, let somebody who ain't crying get to her. When she dry that tear, no, somebody going down. Let's say good morning to our Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. I'm all right, thanks. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Now, have you heard of the One Chip Challenge and its debacle? I have not. I have not. So there's a 14-year-old who was offered this a chip from another uh, from another child. The, the the packaging has a picture of the Grim Reaper, as well as the words "One Chip Challenge," as well as the words uh, "Carolina Reaper," "Naga Viper Pepper." And it said, um, it has on the back, there's a warning label on the back that says, keep out of the reach of children. And needless to say, when the child gave the other child, he took the challenge. And the challenge is, can you eat this chip and, like, not drink anything afterwards? Oh, and the child passed away. I texted you a picture of the package. I'm not sure if you can glance at it really quickly. You sent it to who? I sent it to you. To you. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Well, see, so my, I, I'm kind of, somebody's I, going down. Who? 
Who do you blame? To be honest with you, I I I, I blame the parents. You know, back back in our days, you know, we, we, we couldn't accept food from nobody. You know, we went to somebody's house, we couldn't ask nobody for nothing to eat. You know, there there was there were strict rules, you know, that, that when we grew up, you know, we, we, we couldn't do certain things and we knew not to do certain things. You know, as um as as lady was speaking about the, the Takis, Lady Tamika was speaking about the Takis, I sell Takis in my store. You know, and I know those kids gravitate to Takis. Why? I have no idea. But the, the more spicier it is, the more the children want. And I see parents sending five- and six-year-old children to the store mm-hmm. to buy whatever they want. On the company, you know, it's, I, I blame the parents. Listen, you know, when, when you talk about different kind of stuff that can kill you, you know, you got beef who people eat every day, but they say it, it, it rots in your small intestines, you know, and we choose to do these things. You know, you got pork who says to give you high blood pressure, and we choose to do these things. It's a matter of choice, but, but the parents are the one. You, listen, the, the, the manufacturer is going to, to, to produce motorcycles, produce cigarettes, which the cigarette says it can cause cancer. And we choose to do these things. So the, if their parents become parents, then we wouldn't have to worry about stuff like this. But everything is a free-for-all, and children have rights, and they have choices, and they have options, and they do what they want to do. And now you're mad at the manufacturer because you wouldn't parent. Yeah, I, I, I got to blame the parents. Okay. All right. Okay, so I'll weigh in. I will never say that the parent does not take some level of ownership. However, I, I go uh, air on the side of what Shanti said, where if you have a product that you are selling and it says keep out of the reach of children, then you cannot put it on a regular chip rack. Where was this? Now, the, the article says, that although it says keep out of the reach of children, that the chips were sold within like a 10-minute proximity to wherever school was. So my thing is I won't be – I'm not looking for that. I'm not looking for you. It's like a drug where you're not – you know, you have a zone, a drug zone. However, if it says keep out of the reach of children, I do with Shanti's. It needs to be kept with the cigarettes. And the alcohol, because you have already said it is not safe for children. Now, if you left cigarettes in the reach of children, they would buy it. If you left alcohol in the reach of children and beer, they would buy it. But what do you do? You keep it. um, If it's kept in the reach of children, you still have to card them and things like that, or you will not sell to them. As a merchant, you will not sell. So first, the liability is on the merch, is on the merch, the manufacturer. How are you distributing these things? Are you are you telling the merchant, hey, we're putting this out here? It says keep out of your children. Make sure you keep it in a certain area, or you don't sell it. Because look at what happened. Look, and you, you on, may- let me finish. 
Let me let me okay. finish. Let me fin- finish. Let me finish. Again, beer. It, you don't let a, a child purchase beer and tobacco. Why? Because you have been told that children are not allowed to purchase these things. Well, the verbiage that says keep out of the reach of children is the same category. So it needs to not be kept on a chip rack that would make a child believe that you could buy this. Because here's the thing. I agree. Listen, I am not dismissing the responsibility of a parent. We just got finished talking about the Takis. If Mariah is eating Takis, her mama has clearly okayed it for her to eat Takis. So is that the negligence of Shawnee if Mariah comes up <coughs> excuse me, with a health problem? Absolutely. She cannot go blame the Taki people. Shantice and I won't let her eat it, but a mother does. How do you get to the point where you like Takis? Like you said, Pastor KL and like Tamika said, you, 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 y'all like Takis how? Y'all ain't eating the Takis away from your mama. You eating the Takis in front of your mama. So mama didn't allow you to buy it. However, you have already marketed this against children. So then it is your responsibility along with the merchant to make sure this either stays out of the reach of children or when it's sold, it is only sold to people who are not children. Now, here's the problem. Another child gave it to him. So we don't know whether the child purchased it or Mm -hmm. if the parent purchased it, the child got a hold to it or the parent purchased it and gave it to the child. We don't know how that goes. However, at the beginning mm-hmm. of the day, you have already marked. See, here's, here's where you take to me. Here's where you take this out of anybody else's first responsibility when you already said it's not for children. Mm-hmm. You already said it. Now, if mm-hmm. you didn't say it and some child got a hold to it and parents are letting them buy, copies are not labeled like that. Me blame the blame the parents because now when you when I popped open the bag of takis and my nose couldn't take it, I was like, "You're not eating this." Oh, I'm sorry, mommy buys. I don't care what mommy buys. You're not eating it. Shawnee's is all to blame. But when you market this, nah, sorry, you lose your fight with me. It now becomes the manufacturer and the merchant to to have that responsibility. Keep it out of the reach of children. Okay, uh, Pastor KL, you had something? Yeah, I mean, I, I totally, you know, I don't want you to think that I'm against what you're saying. I totally agree with that. But me as as running stores, you know, you have ammonia, you have Clorox, you have a bunch of stuff that says keep out of reach of children. So should everything go behind the counter? All this stuff says keep out of reach of uh, children. We we all well, know on, that if on, we spill, wait, uh huh. Wait, we, we're talking about an edible. We're not talking about a cleaning product. We're talking about an edible. That makes the these difference. Folks, Can, these folks sniff this stuff. You know, there, there's a lot of um, there, there's a lot of stuff that a lot of cleaning product that that the light skin folks sniff 
for recreation. I mean, it's a lot of stuff, and their and their children. You, you know what I mean? But but should should we take it all from 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 being tangible or, or being able to to reach? Because it says keep out of reach of children. At some point, you know what? So the manufacturers do not. We we, we shouldn't let them uh, create anything else for us to clean, for us to eat, for us to do anything because it's in the reach. So everything needs to go behind the counter. I I just don't think that's um that that's not realistic as, as a selling point. You know, you you, you guys are speaking from. From from the, the the customer area, you know, I, I'm speaking from the other side. It's just it's just not realistic. I I'm okay. speaking from a manufacturer side as well, where we we manufacture embroidery items. Our embroidery items are generic. It can go to whomever. If we are selling something that is not for if we if we were selling something that would now have weed attached to it, we would not advertise it as something that would be appealing to the kids and then now place it around other things that are appealing to the kids. You're absolutely right with the kids doing cleaning products and stuff. That ain't got nothing to do with the manufacturers. We sell we sell the clothes. If you decide to tie all these shirts together and hang yourself, we ain't have nothing to do with that. You said you wanted to purchase these shirts. To wear. You decide to do something else with it, that's your business. We're talking about something that the manufacturers, they know what they're doing. They're not stupid. They're not dumb. I'm making a potato chip. Why do you think they're able to now sneak these drugs to kids? Because now you got ecstasy pills that's in the shape and form of transformer characters. And they know what they're doing. You, not only that, you as a manufacturer know, the, the, the powers that be of this company know how kids feel about challenges. So now you put a challenge right. out. And not that only was my next potato yep. out there. Now you put a challenge out there where you see how many kids gravitate to these TikTok challenges and die. So now, not only do you put the product out, you now put an activity out there that you also know is appealing to the children. Yes, a lot of adults that are dumb enough to do these challenges, but most of it are kids, younger kids, older kids. You know what you're doing. And here's the problem. We stop blaming the powers that be. It's you that are presenting this. You are putting this out there. You want to drink Clorox? That is your business. But I am not going to go down for putting a, a candy out here that looks like a Skittle, but it's really an edible. But then I'm going to say, don't look at me. It ain't my fault because I said, don't give it to the kids. But it's sold along with the Skittles. They, these companies and, and know that, what they're doing, and that was my that was my next argument. I, that's what I was gonna say. Okay, so why use one chip challenge? Why why that verbiage? Why? Because just like Shanti said, that's the thing out here. You want to get your stuff used. You want to get your things sold. Tell them somebody is a challenge because that's what the world is going with today. Go with the challenge, whether it's a why or whether it's unwise that's what the people are doing 
So why would you market your stuff as a challenge? Forget about whether it's to be kept in front of children or not. Forget about that part. The, the, the selling point, I want people to pick up my item, bill it as a, or, or sell it as a challenge. So now you got people actually picking up your product. Now, again, you, you, you use the argument of, of, the, um, of the, the, the ammonia and things like that. Again, for Stephanie, it's two separate categories. I agree with Shanti. What you do with an item, despite the fact it's not sold for that, I can't help that. I can't help that. They taught, you know, so do you go after a sheet manufacturer because somebody hung themselves with a sheet in jail? You don't blame the manufacturer because that's not what it was sold for. What it was used for is one thing. What it was sold for is another. Chips are sold to be eaten. If you notice, I said, did you put it on the rack with the other chips? Because if right. you put it on the rack with the other chips, and you know, that's why I go back to the manufacturer. When you sold this to the merchant, when a because you have buyers. So when buyers decide to purchase this thing for their store, did you say to the buyer, okay, you're looking to put this in um, 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 Kroger's. I'm letting you know now that this is keep out of the reach of children. So don't put it with the regular chips because chips are eaten and sold to children. Again, Takis is not marketed like that. Takis is not the healthiest thing, but Takis are not marketed as danger to children or any other particular person. So Mm. do you tell that as a manufacturer to your buyer? Hey, don't put this with everything else. So as a buyer, do you not tell your stores for yourself, listen, this is something that is dangerous for children. So put it in another area. Don't put it with your Doritos, with your Lay's, because it's not, it, it's as hazardous to our children. It, it's a chain reaction. It's a chain responsibility. I can't be held accountable as a parent if I don't know the danger of this item. For me, Shawnee should know there's a danger if you allow your child to continually eat something Mm -hmm. uh, like that. I, as a parent, should automatically know, okay, if I let you eat this, is it once a month, once a year, once a day, once an hour? Once it's put out there, if you don't alert me and I don't take the time to read it, that's a whole different story. But if you put it on a chip rack, a a parent is pretty much not going to read that it's dangerous. Now, a dumb parent would pick up something that has a grim reaper on it and says one chip challenge because it doesn't just say one chip challenge. It also has a picture of a grim reaper. It also has Carolina Reaper. It also has things that's right on the front. You ain't even got to look on the back for that dummy. So as, as in agreement with you, Pastor KL, you as a, uh, as a parent, if that's packaged, because they were smart enough to package it like that, 
you are every bit of responsible for making sure your child does not eat that and making sure you teach your children what I'm not sending my child to the store and I don't know what you're picking up. No, we ain't doing that at nine. We're not doing it, but a child at 14, pretty much, you ain't governing what your child eats from a chip rack. Unfortunately, they're not paying attention to stuff like that because kids are kids. All they're looking at is, oh, it's a challenge. It's on a chip rack. I can eat this. I can stand the challenge, and nobody's look, looking at the big picture. So could the child be held responsible? You know what? Yeah. To a small degree, I agree that they should even be responsible. But the initial responsibility, nah. If you, if you have made it for the purpose of adults, make sure you keep it with the adult stuff. This way, can nobody come back to you? See, if, if somebody drinks the ammonia, they can't go look at the ammonia manufacturer. They sniffing it. They can't go back. They cannot go back. They cannot go back to them. On this case, yeah, they can. They can. How much of it they can be blamed is, is an individual thing, but they can be held responsible. All righty. Um, this Las Vegas uh, kitchen worker. Oh, Lord, help me, y'all. Maybe the two of you, because Tamika had to leave, maybe the two of you can help me understand how a kitchen worker in the prison, how do you get access to inmates to smuggle in and smuggle them drugs, that's wrapped in a burrito wrapper. <laughs> How do you get access to the inmates to get them phones? But my biggest question is, how do you get access to having sex with an inmate if you are a simple kitchen worker? How do you have all of this access? Now, it's funny, Pastor K.L., because when I said uh, you just jumped on, at the end of the article, I said that what she's been she's been charged with a whole host of things. It's a female kitchen worker. She's been charged with a whole host of things. Initially, the judge had $1,000 bail that he was holding her on. But later, released her on her own recognizance. And I thought about what she said the other day about the migrants, that you wouldn't be allowed to go out on your own recognizance, but he did. And I said, well, if you can let him go, you can surely let her go because, oh, well, how far is she getting? She ain't going to get very far. If she having sex with the inmate, she ain't got no money. <laughs> She ain't got no money. She ain't got no money to hide. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. She ain't got no money to flee to another country. He know where to find her. So the judge was like, why? Because you probably couldn't make the $1,000 bill. You probably felt sorry for And so you know what? Go ahead. Because you know what? Go ahead and live it out. Because by the time we finish with you, you they're going to be smuggling you stuff. Because you're you going to need a phone and marijuana and all of this kind of stuff. Uh, all right, Pastor K.O., 
how, how, what's your thoughts on the access? That that's, that's what I'm getting somebody on this is due time. Somebody has to explain to me how you work in the kitchen. They said that they had tons of phone calls between the two of them where he talked about what her sucking on his tongue and all the little freaky stuff they used to do. So my thing is, how are you doing all of this if you work in the kitchen? How? I'm, I'm trying Help to figure me. out, is it, a, is, is it a federal prison? You know, federal prison, they no, want no, walk no. around and stuff like that. No, no. No, it's not yeah. a federal prison. It is, they say, uh, wait a minute, I'm going to tell you right now, because it's, it's called the Southern Desert Correctional Center. Well, okay, so. Ain't no fed. Well, well you know, just, just listen to the, you're in the desert. You don't have many options. Maybe there's no men on the outside. You know, maybe they're all on the inside. You know, you're, you're in the desert. You know, it's hot outside. You ain't got time to date. You know, you have free access. But but I, I, I really don't know, you know, how the kitchen lady who, who who's making the slop is I mean, is, is she doing you know, is she taking it to the to to the rooms itself right. to you know what I'm saying? Right. I mean right. is, is, right. it, is it is it breakfast breakfast in bed when you're good? You know, I, I just don't understand how she's having the access to get to the prison warrior and, and then does she have keys? I mean, is she one of the ladies that got 3,000 keys on her hip? You know, and then where, you know, a, 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 lot, of the, a lot of the prisons, you know, um, that, that, I, that I'm told, you know, I haven't seen the inside of too many. But, you know, they, they, got, they got cameras and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So you can't really go, go anywhere, you know, inconspicuous where, you know, you can, you can get a tongue kiss or something like that. It's, it's cameras. So I'm just trying to figure out, I mean, how does G.I. Jane got so much power up in the jail? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm baffled, too. You know, I, you know we, we talked, I, I, I visited one of these places once or twice, and, you know, it's, it's, it, it, the lighting is bad, so I don't know. Maybe the camera couldn't see it, so I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. And, and that's what my thought is. I'm like, okay, she's in the kitchen. She, we're not even talking about a CO, like you said, who's kind of right. roaming and floating, and you know, she's got, she has to have communication. All right, Shanti, I'm gonna stop talking. You, you heard the story. Help, help! Now you have to help us. <laughs> Because <laughs> Pastor KL don't see like he understands much more than I do. You got a young mind. Maybe you could think of something. I don't know. Well, first I hope she washed her hands before she went back to doing the food. <laughs> and, and there was no kissing. Oh God! You know, because in the middle of a hostile oh, situation, got to be quick on your feet. You ain't always got time to think of hygiene. No tongue, no tongue fucking being over 
the floppy Joes. Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand the. <laughs> I don't understand the attraction, um, like Pastor Kayla said, unless it's, you know, because we are out here and there's no no one else, but I, I'm not understanding. It's bad enough I'm already working here. Now I'm all love struck up in here, like, so I'm never getting out. So I'm in here like you. So I'm, I'm enslaved like you. I work here. I'm attracted to someone here. So, I, so I'm indirectly trying to spend time with you here. Like I don't, I don't understand how how that works. But that that just sounds all. I'm because I'm, I'm just trying to like put my head when you're in a relationship with someone, even if it's only a sexual relationship. You there's some type of time that wants to be spent. How are you spending time? What quality time is, is there? Or how how are you? Um, even the, the 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 time to be intimate, like how what is that like? Because like you like you two have said, at least with the CEOs, they have justifiable reasons to be Roman. They have justifiable reasons to be in certain areas of the prison. What excuse do you have? Yeah, from my understanding, y'all not supposed to be leaving your post from in the kitchen. So, um, unless this is one of those prisons where they they got the cart. And they go around and slide the flat trays through the the mailbox flip. I don't know if it's one of those. So that's the way. So does so your tongue get slid in there too? I don't understand how this works. I I don't, I don't understand. My I you know, I I've been blessed because I ain't about that life. I ain't never seen the inside of no prison. I don't plan to. But I ain't gonna be. I ain't gonna work here, and. My romantic life is here too. That you might as well lock me up in here. Like that. That just sounds depressing. That sounds. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't. It does. My romantic life is in the prison. No, I, I don't. I don't understand how that works. Oh goodness. Well, Tamika's back, and let's see what she's got to say. Tamika, I have asked a question. Pastor KL has no answer. He can't. He's a bit confused as well. Uh, Shanti's don't seem like in her millennial mind. She has an answer. She's confused as well. So maybe you have an answer as to how, if you're working in the kitchen, how do you get access to get these people? Okay, so he's he's communicated with her as well as other inmates have communicated with her so that she can meet their family members to get weed and and methamphetamine. So she got they got to give her some contact information. She's met these people. She's smuggled it in. She's given it to them. She's um, having sex. She's smuggling them phones so they're having conversations. Now, we know he's going to say whatever he needs to say to her to get her to keep doing what he wanted to do. But how? How we get access? Where does your mind go? Well, um, <laughs> again, I, I have never seen the inside of a cell from that degree. Um, however, I do do a lot. Y'all need to take a trip. Y'all need to take a trip. <laughs> no, no, okay. I'll, I'll take off that. I, I, I'm pretty, you know, I, I, I lock 
to try new things, but I'm pretty sure I'm not that. Hold on, Tamika. Hold on, Tamika. Take, wait, take the trip to jail challenge. <laughs> no, thank you. Available to kids also. <laughs> I'm just saying, y'all don't have a good y'all y'all don't have a good bucket list. No, thank you. <laughs> Whenever I have gone, it's always been the visit. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, but to me, they keep the light on. They keep the light on. <laughs> and don't drop the soap, of course. <laughs> uh, but but with that, I, I did. I, I have done some reading, um, and there was a gentleman. Um, who was incarcerated um, wrongly, you know, who tells his story. Um, And, you know, um, what was the book? Exit uh, Calvin C. Johnson, Jr., The Freedom. Um, And he tells of the different episodes where um, people can meet to have sex. You know, um, the kitchen is one of the places where women are most likely to be, you know. So there's passing, you know, uh, emptying trays and, you know, prepping food, you know, cutting potatoes, you know, those types of things that happen in the kitchen. So there's plenty of time where male and female can coexist. So, of course, there are times where, you know, sex can can happen. You know, um, he also talks about, um, things that, that are done, you know, somebody can take an injury, you know, almost passing out. And while they're taking care of that individual, because you have, you know, security and officers that are tending to that situation, with that being in mind, then, oh, you know, there's time for multiple sex acts to happen simultaneously because there's not enough staff to take care of what's happening in the other area. So while they're taking care of this individual, they're in the kitchen having sex. So there's all types of ways that people can communicate. You know, if I'm not talking to you, I'm standing there in the kitchen, you know that such and such works on the kitchen on Thursday, so you have him pass the note to her. So there's all kinds of open opportunities for communication to transpire. Do I think it's a good good idea? No. If I'm working at the prison and I see anybody, you are completely off limits. I mean, so then the other thing is the desire, the passion for sneaky. You know, people have that. That is a thrill for them. You know, let's just be honest. There are some people that, you know, like that that type of thing. So if I can meet you in the library, if I can meet you in the kitchen, if I can, you know, pass a note, if I can watch you eat a banana, you know, because these are things that that he talks about. You know, uh, I'm not having sex with you, but I'm watching you as a male and you're a female eating a banana. Oh, we just had sex. You know, so those are those things that open up and this is how things happen, you know, and how you end up. Sending in items that you know are illegal. Come on, little lady. Come on, get it together. You know, I'm sure there had to be somebody on the outside that's accessible, you know, that you don't have to sneak, that you, you know, that type of thing. But 
you know, maybe she likes that that prison life, that that prison sex is, is a different thing. So I've heard. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard. <laughs> Let me just throw that in. So I've heard. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> there's a lot to be said for all of this um, goings on. Actually, um, you know, like I said. You know, well, thank you for offering some uh, insights, Tamika, to how we get access. You know, um, I guess when I pretend like I throw away a tray, I can, you know, slide on through the, you know, crack in the wall and, you know, go ahead and and have sex. You know, I'm just envisioning, you know, the the CO emission this guy, you know, for long while he go back in and take care of his business and come back because my thing is, you know, you ain't got that kind of money to be paying no CEO off. But, you know, they have said, you know, as much as, and, and I'm telling you, I used to visit and every visit, there's some chick sitting over in the booth, over in the corner, she can't move because we didn't went through the, 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 the checkpoint and they didn't caught something on her. And as many of as, as they catch, still the biggest access to drugs, weapons, and other paraphernalia that is illegal is brought in by the staff. So mm-hmm. really... You know, they, 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 that's really not on us more than it's on them, the ones who work there, because they know how to get it in. And, you know, we're, the, we're, we're here, and, you know, you pay off the guy at the, who, who, who goes through the, who checks the mag. He going to pretend like he don't really see what's in your bag because you just slipped him a couple of dollars because you didn't charge, you know, uh, Mary an extra $50 because, yo, you paying me to get it in. But I got to pay somebody else to let me get it in. You know, so you, you all that's outsourced. Out here, where they are, they ain't got that kind of money. They ain't got that kind of money. Because if you did, you wouldn't be sexing them. Sorry. You wouldn't, you, you wouldn't need that. You wouldn't need that process. So, you know, it, 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 this, this is deep. This is really deep. And here's what we're going to do today. We're going to do something a little different. We don't have a place for them. And and I'm going to push all jokes aside. And I want you all, I want the three of you, to give us a reason why we need to pray for this particular. We're not going to talk about the one chip challenge because I'm going to automatically include that because there's, there's, we, we know what needs to be prayed for for that. But although we know what needs to be prayed for in this particular area, let's just get, you know, Let's help somebody else think. Shanti always gives us the story and then says, we need to pray for this, 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 and this. So, Tamika, I'm going to grab you first. You know, what are we praying for in this particular, uh, for this particular young lady situation? Well, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I had to mention, I'm going to get on a serious note, but first I wanted to mention, because I, I didn't mention it before, 
I'm kind of mad that, she, that we we share the same name. I don't care how she spells it, but the fact that her name is Tamika hurt my feelings already. No, wait, wait, wait. What did you say her name was? What did you say her name was? I thought you said her name was Tamika when she first start when you first started. Oh no, her name is Shamika. I hold on, let me check. Tamika family, no, no, ma'am. <laughs> Oh, oh no! You know what? You know what? You are right. It is Tamika Shelton. All stuff now. No, thank you. <laughs> I meant to mention that. And, 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 yeah, we don't do things like that, but you know. <laughs> so all of the Tamikas <laughs> in the on the earth are wonderful, except that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, all jokes aside, all jokes aside, you know, I am praying for her. Um, in that we have a tendency to make ourselves available to things that God has not ordained us. The fact that you can see it, the fact that um, there is a desire for something that, you know, most likely he's physically attractive. You know, you don't, you don't sleep with somebody who's not attracted to you, you know. Um, and the, you can't say that you don't have access. You're on the outside. So there are things and there are individuals, you know, and maybe what it is is that she's a homebody. We've talked about that as well, a woman that doesn't go out as much and the only place that she goes is to work at home. So she makes that place um, a place where she can get what she desires, you know. Um, We talked about desperation. Desperation will make you do a whole lot of things that you would not do in your normal everyday affairs. Um, She needs some consoling, um, not in that degree, you know, and so she needs to get out. She needs to find a different venue. Um, She has now opened herself to all kinds of issues. We also understand that prison life can be a different thing. We don't know if he's sleeping just with her, you know, if he's sleeping with a male, you know, you are opening yourself up to susceptibility for disease, not only that, you have opened yourself up, you know, to, to areas that you couldn't fathom. Now you're doing things that you would never have done in your right mind. I'm pretty sure, you know, this type of thing, helping people conceal type of things, you know, and so she, we, we really need to pray for her mindset that an awakening will transpire um, and that that soul tie that she has now opened herself up to will be closed so that she can make herself reavailable to God and then heal from all of the stuff that she has opened so that God can take her to where she needs to be. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, Pastor KL, what are we praying for today? I, I think, and, and maybe, um, Shantish can kind of help you out. There was a rapper um, not too long ago that said, put some respect on my name. And and if in this area, your name has your name has lost totally total respect. You know, by, by the things that you're doing, for whatever reason you're doing, you have lost respect in, in, in man's eyes. You have lost respect in God's eyes. There's a a point of deliverance and a point of healing that you need to go through. You know, we all we often talk about you know being lonely. This 
this does not give you an, an excuse to do what you do. You know, and and look at the gentleman that that you are deciding to be with. They're in there for 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 different different reasons, and they can't really help you. You're not going to form a family. You're not going to form um, a life together, depending on what kind of time they're doing. So. How are they helping you? How are they getting you to the next level? How are they fulfilling you? But And, and, and listen, if, if somebody's jumping out with a fight just to distract someone to have sex with you, how meaningful is that? How long-lasting is that? Is that the 60-second challenge? I mean, what, what, what are we doing? You know, so, so we, we, we need healing. We, we, we need deliverance, you know. We need God. We, we need God to, to, to open up our eyes to the things that, that, that we're doing. You know, the, the enemy is running rampant. I mean, even in that facility by itself, that it's full of the enemy. Everybody's there for different reasons, have different spirits. And then think about it. You know, I, I think Tamika said, you know, he may be sleeping with a man and sleeping with you. Let's forget about that. Think about the spirits that, that, that's in that man. For, for whatever he whatever he's done now, we wonder why we act crazy because now we're dealing with the soul ties and the spirits that's now in me. So yeah, we have to change our choices. All right, good stuff. You all are pulling up some good stuff. Good stuff. Ah, uh, Shantice, what we got? Well, I definitely was going to first and foremost say pray for her desperation. You got to be real desperate about sleeping with somebody that has restrictions on everything in their life. Um, definitely praying over how she feels about herself. You know, praying that God teaches her to have God confidence and not self confidence. Because if you ain't thinking much of yourself, you ain't having much self confidence. And self confidence is the exact opposite of engaging in any form of activities with someone who is already in prison. I'm definitely praying for her mentality, you know, because a lot of times um, if she didn't have the opportunity to do this herself, she would probably okay it. If so, let's say a girlfriend came to her and said, you know, I'm I'm working in a prison and this is what I'm doing or I'm thinking about doing, she would possibly okay it, give a green light for it. Um, but now that she's the one who has access to the inmates, she's the one who's actually doing the do. So praying over her mentality as well. And unfortunately, her actions are already saying this is okay to do. And definitely that, you know, she allows allows God to sober her up so that she understands that not only is it okay for her not to do it, but she's sending has to send the proper message out to other women her age, older and younger than her. But the the desperation I I feel really needs to be emphasized because whatever the core of her issues are, this this act here, even with the smuggling, even with you helping, so even if she wasn't sleeping with the inmates, but you're helping them smuggle, what are you really gaining out of that more than attention, more than you feel like you're needed, more than you feel like you're, you're now useful to someone? 
because you're helping them smuggle in whatever they feel like they need. If, if it was cookies that they weren't supposed to have, but you're helping them, you know, smuggle that in. You know, all of that has to do with feeling like I need it. And so definitely praying over again, how she feels about herself, looks at herself, how she thinks, but also that she would not result to such desperate actions just to get that instant gratification that's only going to last about four or five minutes. Um, and definitely understanding the message that she is now sending out to and, in, you know, and to anyone else who works there. She don't know who else is watching her, but they may not be saying it. Well, they, now it's out. But, you know, before it got out, they probably saw her. We just didn't say anything for whatever reason. You're now promoting this and telling them that this is okay. All right. Amen. Good stuff. I think I'm going to do this a little more often when Shanti doesn't have a pray for them. Thank you so much. Uh, let's go before the Lord holding hands and holding hearts on behalf of this situation. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you so very much for including us. Oh, just including us in today, God, where we can not only message, but we can receive. Mm-hmm. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for all of the points that were brought up today as this Tamika Shelton has made a very costly decision to Heavenly Father. And Lord, for all the reasons that were stated, we're praying for her self-esteem. We're praying for her desperation. We're praying for her lack of ability to make better decisions. Whatever has driven her to this particular uh, decision to engage in sexual um, uh, activity with the inmates, the smuggling, uh, whatever it is, God, whatever has driven her to there, God, we ask you to just go to the nucleus of, of her problem. Go to the nucleus of her issue, dear Heavenly Father. God, we're asking you to just touch whatever's missing. Fill that void, dear Heavenly Father. Where she can Amen. wake up, God, and she can feel better about herself, God. Allow, send that person to speak to her. Just that one word of encouragement could change her entire life, God. Something that someone does, someone that can just hold her hand and pray. Even this prayer, God, we're sending from where we are in three separate areas, the Heavenly Father, her way, and that her life would be changed. A pamphlet, a, 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 a verse, something that would make her aware that you have created us for a purpose, with a purpose, and on purpose. And none of the things that she's doing right now fit the bill that we have all been fearfully and wonderfully made and she does not have to be used or abused. She does not have to use or abuse anyone. Lord, she's not only the leader, but she's the follower. She's the middleman. Boy, is she just caught up in a web, a, a, a life that is so harmful, not only to her, but to everybody involved 
And, Lord, we're lifting her before you today, asking you to just clean her up. We're lifting up Mr. Williams before you today, God, the, uh, the person she's heavily involved with. He feels like he ain't got nothing to lose. So he's helping to pull her down. He's helping mm-hmm. to make his life worse. He doesn't think it can get worse, but, yes, it can get worse. So, Lord, we ask you to just send someone his way. Just because he's spending life in prison doesn't mean his life is over. And that he would find purpose for his life, God. And that you could Mm -hmm. use him to disciple others, God. Lord, we're asking you to clean up everybody today. That all the Mm -hmm. things could be turned around. The enemy could not have his way in any of these lives. In this situation at all, God. And we're thanking you mm-hmm. because there's always hope in you. We're thanking you, God, because you have touched on us so that we understand that no matter how grim this situation is, that it could always get better. We're asking you to be with the families, the families of everyone who's involved with this uh, 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 devastation of, of, of the young boy who lost his life to this chip challenge. We're asking you, dear Heavenly Father, to just console and heal all that are involved, God, that this would be a lesson somehow to everybody. So many lessons here to be learned. And we ask you, God, to just cover each and every person, each and every entity that's involved, that if you as a person involved on any part of this chain, that the smallest thing you do could make a difference. And we ask Amen. that you just touch on everyone's mind, heart, and spirit to want to make that difference, God. We thank you again for the awareness that every little thing we do matters, that every little thing we don't do also matters, God. We thank you. We thank you for just, again, investing in us just one more time. And we pray, God, that you touch on every uh, uh, message, every messenger, and every hearer, God, that they would not just be hearers, but that they would be doers of your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Now, thank you so much to our deep time crew that no matter what we talk about, boy, is there a message and a lesson to be learned. Thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation. And we pray you have a blessed day. Feel better to me. Thank you. Travel safely, Pastor KL. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All righty. Woo, I tell you, I love this due time crew because no matter what you're talking about, there's always a way for us to make a difference in everyone's life. There's always a message and a way God can use each and every one of us. You know, I was thinking about um, uh, the uh, other individuals that were involved and what the uh, who was saying about how you are helping to deteriorate lives and situations. You know, here you have a man who's been sentenced to life without parole. Yeah, he ain't got nothing to lose. As far as he's concerned, he ain't got a thing to lose. So what? It doesn't matter to him that, you know, uh, he's spending the rest of his life in there for murder. 
so you take every body down with you that you can and that's the way the enemy works he knows that his time is limited so what is he going to do he's going to take every single body down that he can I'm going down I'm down so I might well just bring everybody along with me be careful of how you're manipulated and used you know, I, I pray that this is a message that gets across to each and every listener here. Be careful when you agree to do things and agree to be a part of something that you're not being manipulated in any shape, form, or fashion. You know, I, I had a conversation the other day with someone, and, you know, I, I've been telling, um, I've mentioned to you, that, you know, God has really been on me about my words. Like, I can't, like, if, if someone says something to me, regardless of how I feel about it, certain things I can't repeat, certain things I can't say, because it kind of stirs up problems or kind of keeps things going on. And although I may think it's uh, innocent, you know, God says, no, you keep your mouth closed. So the other day I was talking to someone and so they was like, well, let's call so-and-so. Now, generally, I would have no problem with that. Oh, yes, yeah, sure, let's call so-and-so and let's tell them about what's going on. But see, I knew where it would go, that it would go into this other conversation. So I said to the person, well, if you, you know, that it call, I'll be a part of, you know, just informing them of the situation, of, of giving them the information. But I'm not going to be a part of the continual conversation. So I said, well, you could go ahead and say it. And they hesitated. And then they said to me, well, why you can't tell it? And I said, because God, uh, no, my mouth is shut. I ain't saying nothing. I ain't saying no more than what I have to say. And that's what I'm talking about. You see the manipulation? You see how easy you fall into things that you didn't even think was going on? Now, my thing is, if we call in to say, and it's all innocent, we just giving a person basic information, what does it matter who says it? But you knew if I said it, I would be saying some additional stuff, or at least you anticipated be saying some additional stuff. So, boy, but I, I had to giggle to myself because I was like, oh, whatever. That changed your direction because I heard the hesitation. And then I heard the silence. And then I heard, why you can't say it? So I was like, no, I'm not saying it. You want it said, then you say it. I could call, you know, we could call and tell, I could call the person separately and tell the person the information. We don't have to call them together. So that's what I'm saying. You know, be careful. And I, I, I can tell you that I would have even picked up on that if God hadn't already been dealing with me. So the Spirit of the Lord, as I always say, He was always on His job. I, I don't care what is going on. I don't care how a person behaves. The Spirit of the Lord is always on His job. And most times we're ignoring what the Spirit of the Lord is telling us to do. So be careful of being manipulated. And this is a person very close to me. You know, person that I'm sure 
you know, they ain't really mean no harm, as my mother would say. But my thing was, nah, you ain't using me today, Bob. No, no, no. And you won't be using me going forward. And I thank God. I thank God for waking me up and helping me to understand this is why I want you to keep your mouth closed. See, I didn't think about it as far and extensively as that. And I have to tell you, you now I keep t- I tell you all the time, God is always dealing with me. God is always dealing with me. And even this shows me, and I, I said to you also, what you understand when God initially gives you the word is not necessarily the end. That as time goes on, the Spirit of the Lord expounds on that thing. And that's what the Spirit of the Lord did. It helped me to understand that no, it's not just because of how you could be fueling people or how you could keep something going. No, and it's not all about that. It could be a little bit more. And the Spirit of the Lord helped me understand, oh, so that's how we moving now. No, you won't be using Stephanie today. And you ain't going to be using Stephanie tomorrow and no other day. Be careful of the manipulation. And see, here's what's going on with this guy. He's preying on her. He knows that, you know, the, the, the pickings are slim. And like Shati said, you know, regardless of how slim the pickings are, you don't have to go that route. And she doesn't understand that. But God does. And he is banking on her desperation. Don't let anybody else think on your desperation because we ain't got no business being desperate if we're in the Lord. You've been listening to It's Two Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth because they will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my DeKalb crew who always come through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Please do not miss this opportunity to just give your life to the Lord right now. Please do not miss the opportunity to strengthen your relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spare, where it's freestyle Friday, and we get to do whatever it is we want to do. Until then, I love you.